You are listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by the award-winning novel, The Beloved Daughter. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to listen to this gripping audiobook about a Christian girl in North Korea. And now, enjoy today's episode of Unabridged, the Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 30 Kimmy stared at the trooper, wondering why Taylor's words didn't cause any of the emotional reactions she might have expected. So you found proof? She realized that she sounded clinical and unmoved, but that's also how she felt. Taylor suspected that Chuck was involved in her mom's death. Was she truly surprised, or was he simply telling her the truth that she'd been trying to deny? He nodded. Your sister. Well, maybe I should let her explain it to you. Kimmy wished he wouldn't. Taylor would never understand the kind of relationship she had with Meg. I think I'd rather hear it from you, she admitted, hoping she didn't sound too rude. He nodded in understanding. Well, I guess your mom was making plans with your sister. Meg was going to drive out to Glen Allen to pick up you and your mom and your brother and take you to her house in Anchorage. He leveled his gaze. Your mom was getting ready to leave Chuck. No matter how much Kimmy might have wanted to believe those words in the past, she still couldn't believe them to be true. Mom was scared. She was timid. How would Meg have convinced her to find the courage to leave? Jumbled thoughts and half-formed arguments raced chaotically through Kimmy's mind. Meg had always disliked their stepfather. She could have made something up. If Mom were ever going to leave Chuck, it would have happened years earlier, before things got as bad as they had. Meg didn't know what she was talking about. She was just trying to find a way to take charge over the family that she'd abandoned so long ago. Of course, Kimmy would be stupid to defend Chuck, of all people. He'd certainly shown himself over the years capable of a rage that could turn murderous. But there was a part of her brain that still wanted to believe Mom decided to end her life on her own terms. If Chuck really had killed Mom... There must have been something Kimmy could have done to intervene, something she could have changed. She could have fought harder to get Mom out of that trailer. She could have told somebody about the abuse that was going on back when she was in high school. Her teachers would have had to get protective services involved. Kimmy could have done something differently. She could have saved her mother. Are you all right? Taylor asked. It's a lot to take in. She wanted to yell at him, wanted to scream that her sister was a liar. But Meg had no reason to make a story like this up. Hadn't she told Kimmy she had more information about Mom's death? Taylor wrapped his arm around her, which only made her tremble harder. I'm so sorry, he whispered. But the good news is you're here now. You and your brother are both going to be safe. So you found him then? Kimmy asked. Taylor shook his head. He wasn't home when our men went by earlier, but don't worry. Soon your stepfather will be behind bars, right where he belongs. Kimmy looked into Taylor's kind and earnest eyes and trusted him. She didn't have any other choice.
Chapter 31 Thank God you're safe. Meg threw her arms around Kimmy's shoulders in the hotel lobby, then flung a smile at Taylor. Thank you so much, officer, for all you've done for our family. You're an angel. Kimmy bristled at the flirtatious tone her married sister had adopted, and she reached for her brother, asleep in Taylor's arms. I can take him from here. Taylor shook his head. You've had enough physical exertion for the day, I think. Let me carry him up to your room. It's no problem. Meg draped her hands over his bicep and crooned. You're right. I bet to you he's no heavier than a piece of paper, right? Taylor smiled and raised his eyebrows at Kimmy as if to ask, Is your sister always like this? She shrugged. Unfortunately, yes. Meg led the way up to the hotel staircase and to their room on the second floor, past several moose and caribou heads mounted on the wall, their sad and mournful eyes seeming to follow the procession. Meg fumbled with her keycard, laughing airily when she realized she'd been trying to insert it upside down. Which bed is his? Taylor asked. Kimmy glanced at the two doubles in their room. If Chuck found out where they were hiding and barged into the hotel, where would Pip be safest? A dozen scenarios ran through her head, pictures of her stepfather breaking into their room, rifle aimed to kill. Let's settle him down here. Kimmy pulled down the blankets on the bed by the window, but Meg shook her head. You don't want him sleeping that close to the heater, do you? It can't be good for his breathing, all that dust blowing around in the air. Why don't you put him here? He'll stay warmer if he doesn't catch a draft. Taylor looked from one sister to the other, still holding Pip in his arms. He raised his eyebrows questioningly at Kimmy. Fine, she answered. He can sleep there. Meg grinned smugly as Taylor lowered Pip into the bed by the door. Kimmy would sleep on the other side of him, so at least if Chuck barged in, he'd have to get through her first. Was this what her life was reduced to, hiding from Chuck in a cheap hotel room, wondering when he'd attack? Maybe she'd feel better when they got to Anchorage, but would she ever be truly safe? Meg stepped between her and Taylor. Thanks again for all you've done, officer. You're so brave. I'm just so thankful we have people like you looking out for all us little guys. She let out another girlish giggle. Kimmy studied Taylor's expression, trying to figure out if he was the kind of guy who would immediately fall under Meg's dazzling spell. Twenty-seven and rich enough to afford her own personal trainer and year-long visits to the tanning booth, Meg looked like she came off the pages of a beauty magazine, even wearing her simple designer jeans and casual blouse that clung tightly to her figure. Surprisingly, Taylor offered a quick word of thanks, then turned his attention to Kimmy. Are you going to be all right here for the night? She thought it was weird that he was asking her. Wasn't it his job to know how safe she was? Shouldn't he be able to answer that question far more readily than she would? We'll leave for Anchorage first thing tomorrow. Meg took a step closer to him and flung her shoulders back. Kimmy wondered if her sister realized how silly she looked trying to catch the gaze of a near stranger, 
or if her filthy rich husband had any idea how she acted around other men when he wasn't around. Taylor glanced at Pip curled up on the hotel bed, and Kimmy watched his gentle features soften even more. I think that's good. He was talking to Kimmy, staring at her now with an intensity that made her face heat up. You'll be safe in Anchorage. Does Chuck know where your sister lives? I don't know how he could, Meg answered, clearly waiting for this chance to insert herself into the conversation. He never let Mom come and visit. I don't think Mom even had my address. That's good. Taylor looked relieved. He lowered his voice, leaning in toward Kimmy. Do you still have my cell number? She nodded. Kimmy didn't have to put her hand in her pocket to know it was there. All night long, she'd been fingering its wrinkled corners, trying to muster up the last of her courage and strength while she was still trying to lead Pip out of those cold woods. Taylor smiled. Why don't you give me a call once you feel settled and let me know how you're doing? Behind him, Meg raised her sculpted eyebrows and her mouth dropped open into a tiny O before spreading into a grin that made Kimmy feel queasy. Officer, Meg sang out in her most melodic voice, I'm sure it's going to be hard for Kimmy to leave everything she knows behind here in Glen Allen. I bet it'd be a real treat for her if you'd come have dinner with us one night. We're up on the hillside, and we'd love to have you. Kimmy wanted to join her brother in bed and throw the blankets over her face, but Taylor was still gazing straight at her, holding her captive by the intensity of his stare. I'd like that, he said. Kimmy ignored the sloshing feeling in her gut, the skipping and erratic heartbeat in her chest. He'd fallen prey to Meg's charm, and that was all. There wasn't a single member of the male species who could refuse her anything. Meg was wiggling her eyebrows up and down when Taylor wasn't looking. Kimmy had no idea what information her sister was trying to convey or why she was making such a fool of herself. Whatever it was, she suspected, Meg was reading the situation wrong. Taylor wouldn't drive all the way to Anchorage just to visit some fancy home on the hillside. He was only saying that to be nice, the same way an adult smiles at the little kid who says they're going to grow up to become an astronaut or the president. Taylor was doing what any polite person in his situation would do, but unless he had to relay more information regarding her stepfather's case, Kimmy knew she wouldn't see him again. Meg had no idea how much she was humiliating herself when she put her manicured fingers on Taylor's shoulder and giggled. It's a date, then. Kimmy wanted to apologize for her sister's behavior, but when she found the courage to glance at Taylor's face, she was surprised to find a gentle bemusement where she expected to see impatience or irritation. Funny coincidence, he said, but tomorrow's my day off, and in the afternoon I've got to drive my friend to the airport. Any chance you ladies would be free around six? Tomorrow? Meg asked. Taylor looked at the alarm clock by Pip's bedside. Actually, it's today, if you wanted to be technical. Kimmy had about two dozen different arguments. She and Pip were still exhausted, a few hours of sleep in a strange hotel followed by a four-hour drive to her sister's 
wasn't going to leave anybody with energy to play hostess. Pip would be confused enough being in a new place surrounded by new people. The last thing he needed was Taylor stealing Kimmy's attention away from where it really needed to be. Kimmy shot her sister an imploring look, one she was certain Meg was going to ignore. Meg frowned. I'm sorry, officer. My husband's in real estate. He's got a really important meeting at six tomorrow that we can't miss. Relief washed over Kimmy's whole body until her sister's face broke out into a mischievous grin. But while Duane and I are out, I'm sure Kimmy's free. Why don't the two of you have dinner together? Each and every argument that ran through her brain died on Kimmy's lips when Taylor leaned slightly toward her. I'd like that. I'll bring takeout. Does Pip like Chinese food? Did he? If it wasn't chili from a can, white bread, or one of the frozen meals he ate at the daycare, Pip had likely never tried it. You've got my number. Taylor continued to smile. He looked so genuinely happy, Kimmy couldn't bring herself to mutter some excuse to free him from this embarrassing arrangement. Why don't you plan on texting me your sister's address once you and Pip are settled? She refused to tell him she didn't even have a cell phone and had never sent a text in her life. For all the joy her sister derived from playing matchmaker, Meg could lend Kimmy her phone for something as simple as that. Meg flung her hair over her shoulder like she was auditioning for a shampoo commercial. Well then, it's a date. We'll see you tomorrow night. Kimmy plopped onto the bed as soon as Taylor closed the hotel room door behind him. Meg sank down next to her and elbowed her in the ribs. Well, come on now, a date with Officer Chiseled? No need to thank me, just be sure to invite me to the wedding. Kimmy pulled the blankets over her head. She was dying to sleep, but if truth were to be told, she was too embarrassed to let Meg see the girly grin that had spread across her face. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to download the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audio Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.